Ayah number 196. وَأَتِمُّ الْحَجَّ وَالْعُمْرَةَ لِلَّهِ وَأَتِمُّ Atimu is from the root letters tami mim, from the word tamam, itmam, to complete something, to perform something fully in such a way that nothing at all is left out. So atimu, it's a command. You should complete. You should completely perform. You should fully carry out. What? Al-Hajjah, the Hajj, Wal-Umrata and the Umrah. For who? Lillahi, for Allah. وَأَتِمُّ الْحَجَّ وَالْعُمْرَةَ لِلَّهِ Complete the Hajj and the Umrah for the sake of Allah. What is Al-Hajj and what is Al-Umrah? Hajj and Umrah, they are, you can say, the pilgrimage that a person performs. He goes where? To the Kaaba, to the house of Allah, and he performs a pilgrimage over there. Hajj is the major, the greater pilgrimage, and Umrah is the minor, the lesser pilgrimage. Hajj is from Hajim Jim. Hajja is to intend. So Hajj is to intend to go to the house of Allah at a particular time to perform certain rituals. So Hajj, it cannot be performed any time of the year, but it has to be performed at a specific time of the year. And in Hajj, you don't just go visit the Kaaba, pray Salah and come back. No, there are certain rituals that you have to perform. And Umrah, what is Umrah? It is from Ayn Mimra. We have done the word Ya'muru, right? So it means to populate a place. Okay? To populate a place. So Umrah is, you can say, a visit to the house of Allah. The constant visits to the house of Allah by people throughout the year which keeps the haram, which keeps the house of Allah populated and busy. There is no place on this earth that is as busy as Baytullah. Any other place. It could be a mall, it could be a theme park, could be anything. What happens to it? It eventually shuts down for at least a day, or a part of a day, or a week, or a month, or a season. Right? Even for renovations. But the house of Allah, no matter what is happening, even if it's being cleaned, or the kiswa, the cover of the karba is being changed, or there are renovations going on, is it ever shut down? Never. Why? Because there are people coming for umrah. They're constantly populating the place. So Allah says that atimul hajjah wal umrah, complete the hajj and umrah, lillahi for Allah. Meaning when you go to perform hajj, then complete it. And when you go to perform umrah, then complete it. Don't do like this, that you're on your way, and you perform one ritual, and you're like, I'm too tired, man. Forget it. Next time, I'm going home. No. Once you make the intention to perform the hajj, to perform the umrah, then you have to complete it. You know, professionals, one of their qualities is that they finish what they start. They don't have 20 projects that are still going on, and they're like, yeah, I'm supposed to do it, I'm supposed to do it, but I can't do it. No. Whatever they start, they finish it, they complete it. So for example, if you are a professional person, and you've started this course, then what will you do? Inshallah, you will complete it. And if you don't complete it, what does that mean? You have a casual attitude. You're not serious. Not a professional. So anyway, Allah says, وَأَتِمُّ الْحَجَّ وَالْعُمْرَةَ لِلَّهِ Allah says, Lillah. What does that mean? 
that when a person performs hajj or he performs umrah, then he must do it for whose sake? For the sake of Allah. It is the right of Allah that these rituals be performed for His sake exclusively. In Surah Ali Imran, Ayah 97, we learn, وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ حِجُّ الْبَيْتِ مَنِ اسْتَطَاعَ إِلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا Due to Allah from the people is a pilgrimage to the house for whoever is able to find their way. Meaning whoever is able to take the journey, he must perform the hajj for whose sake? For whose sake? For the sake of Allah. Because if a person performs even the biggest good deed, but not for the sake of Allah, then it's not accepted. So, وَأَتِمُّ الْحَجِّ وَالْعُمْرَةَ لِلَّهِ So there are two things that we learn from this. First of all, that complete hajj and umrah. And secondly, do it for whose sake? For the sake of Allah. Even when it came to fasting, we learned, وَلِتُكْمِلُ الْعِدَّةَ Complete the number of fasts. Don't leave them incomplete. Don't leave them unfinished. Likewise, Hajj and Umrah, once you set out, you have to complete. And you see, these are acts of worship. And anything that you care about, what do you do? You complete it, you finish it. And if you don't finish it, what does it mean? You don't really care about it. So for example, if you have you know, an essay that you're supposed to write, and you write half of it, but you don't complete it, can you submit it? No, you can't. Can you get any marks for it? Not at all. Can you be graded for it? No, you can't. And if you don't complete it, you don't submit it, what does it mean? You don't care about it. Because if you cared about it, then you would definitely complete it. If you don't complete something, it means that you've lost interest in it. But Hajj and Umrah are rituals. And just the fact that they are acts of worship, they deserve respect. And what does it mean? That once we start, we should complete. And by extension, any good thing we begin, what should we do? We should complete it. But let's say a person sets out to perform hajj, to perform umrah, but a situation happens. And what is that? Fa'in. So if. This is the first scenario. Uhsirtum. You were restricted. Ha-sad-ra. Hasr. Hasr is to surround something. Okay? And ihsar is to Surround something, to encircle something, so that it is restrained within. It cannot come out. Okay? It cannot come out. So, uhsirtum, you were restrained. Meaning, you were prevented from continuing the journey. So for example, a person gets their hajj visa, they leave from their country, they're on their way, they get to, let's say, Jeddah. And when they're there, they say, no, there's a problem with your visa. We can't let you in. You have to go back. And you're like, no, this is valid. This is this. And they're like, no, no. Because of whatever reason, and you don't understand what they're saying. And they can't understand what you're saying. So they say, you can't come. And they put cancel stamp on your passport. And you're supposed to be going home on the next flight. Uhsirtum, you were prevented. Whatever the reason was you're not able to go, you're not able to continue. Similarly, it's possible that a person is on his way and he falls extremely ill. Let's say two days into Hajj, he's at Mina, for example. Okay, He's at Mina and he's so sick, he is so ill that he cannot continue. He's prevented by illness. 
Alright? Or for example, something happened back home. A person is going for hajj. He gets there early, a week in advance. And before even the day of hajj begins, he gets a call. Your mother is extremely ill. Get back right now. So he has to go. He left with the intention of hajj. But he can't complete it. So it could be different situations. So فَإِنْ أُحْصِرْتُمْ Then what should a person do? Then he will obviously discontinue his hajj or his umrah because his circumstances don't allow him to continue. But can he just come out of the state of ihram? Because remember that in hajj and umrah a person is in the state of ihram. Right? And you can't come out of the state of ihram until you have performed all of the rituals. Okay? Inshallah, we'll go into the details later, but just something small to make you understand that you can't just come out of the state of ihram like that. You can only come out after you have completed all of your rituals. The rituals include, for example, slaughtering the animal, likewise, cutting off the hair, doing the rami, so on and so forth. So, but if a person has not done that, so what is he going to do? Can he just come out? Yes, he will, but he has to do something else in return to make up for what he did. And what is that? He has to slaughter an animal. So Allah says, فَمَا اسْتَيْسَرَ فَمَا So whatever. اسْتَيْسَرَ It was easily available. يَا سِينْ رَى يُسْرَ What does yusr mean? Ease. So اسْتَيْسَرَ It was easily available. It was feasible. You can obtain with ease. مِنَ الْهَدِي Of the sacrificial animal. Meaning then you have to offer... Whatever sacrificial animal is easily available to you. Meaning whatever you can afford. Al-Hadi is from the root letters Hadaliya. And Hadi is the animal that is offered as sacrifice. By the way, people sometimes feel that why do you have to sacrifice animals you know, as a part of worship? It's not a big deal. I mean, you eat meat all the time. Don't we eat meat all the time? People slaughter animals all the time. So... You slaughter an animal as a ritual as well. There's nothing gross about that. Okay? The blood, you don't do anything with that. You have to discard it. Okay? The blood does not become holy. No, the meat does not become holy. It's just that the animal has to be slaughtered to show that you can spend anything for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's symbolic. So anyway, فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي Hadi is... The animal that is offered as a sacrifice, the sacrificial animal. But why is it called hadi? It's called hadi because remember the meaning of the word huda? Hidayah? What does that mean? Guidance. And it means to go from one point to the other. From one point to your destination. So hadi is the animal that is taken from outside of the haram into the haram. People would bring it with themselves. And it would be sent to the haram, to its mahil. And then it would be slaughtered over there. So likewise, hidayah is what? Transformation. That a person was at point A, and now he is different. You know, sometimes people want to know, am I rightly guided? Then you have to check yourself. Are you different from how you were before? How's your salah? How's your heart? How's your thinking? How's your dhikr? How's your habits? That will reflect whether you have transformed or not. So anyway, فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي So this is the expiation for not completing the hajj or umrah. What is the expiation? That a person has to 
has to offer a sacrifice, right? Sacrificial animal. And which animal does it have to be? Which animal does it have to be? An elephant? No, you can't slaughter elephants for Hajj. A camel? A goat? A sheep? What should it be? Whatever a person can afford. Whatever he is able to do. فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي One more thing that you have to do to come out of the state of ihram is that you have to shave, you have to cut your hair. For the men, shave the hair or trim it. And for the women, trim a little. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that وَلَا تَحْلِقُوا And do not do halq. حَا لَامْ قَافْ Halq is to shave, right? To completely remove. And qasr is to shorten. And over here does not mean that you have to shave, but meaning don't cut your hair, don't do that yet. رُؤُوسَكُمْ رُؤُوسَ is a plural of ra's. So don't shave off your heads, meaning don't shave the hair of your head, or don't trim it, حَتَّى until يَبْلُغَ It reaches. بَا لَامْ until it reaches الْهَدْيُ The sacrificial animal Where مَحِلَّهُ Its place of slaughter Its destination So a person has to offer an animal It has to be sacrificed But Only after the animal is sacrificed Then he will shave the hair Or trim the hair And after that A person is out of the state of ihram He is officially not doing hajj anymore. And there's no sin on him, there's no blame on him. What is mahil? Mahil is from the root letters halam lam and halal is halal. Okay? Permissible. So mahil is the place where an animal is going to be made halal. Meaning it's going to be slaughtered. It's that place. What is that place? That place, it is the haram. Okay, it is the haram. That's where the hadith is sent. But let's say a person is not able to get the sacrificial animal all the way to the haram, then what should they do? What should they do? Think about it. I'll tell you an incident. The Prophet ﷺ and the companions, they set out in the sixth year of hijrah in order to perform umrah. And at this time still the mushrikeen and Muslims were at war. Okay. Now imagine, the Prophet ﷺ, the Muslims are going to Makkah to perform Umrah. And the mushrikeen, when they found out, they're like, no way, we cannot let them enter at all. So they stopped the Muslims from entering. And after much back and forth, it was decided that the Muslims don't come this year for Umrah, but rather they come the following year. And that is when the Treaty of Hudaybiyah was signed. Now the Muslims were in their ihram. And they had their sacrificial animals. You think that the mushrikeen would let their animals come into the haram? If they didn't let Muslims come in, would you think they would let their animals come in? Never. So, what should they have done? What did they do? Sacrifice wherever a person can. Okay? So, mahil. Ideally, what is it? The haram. But if that's not possible, then wherever a person is. So, once the animal is slaughtered, then a person can trim the hair, and then he's officially out of the state of ihram, officially his hajj umrah is discontinued. Another situation, a person started off for hajj umrah, but, فَمَنْ كَانَ مِنْكُمْ Then whoever was among you, مَرِيضًا إِلْ مِيمْ رَاضَاد He was extremely sick, extremely ill. 
أو or به with him meaning he had أذن أذن an injury some harm some ailment من رأسه in his head أذن is from the root letters همزة ذالية and أذى is any kind of ailment any kind of pain harm suffering that a person experiences that is basically experienced by a living being so for example if you cut a piece of wood you don't say that you're hurting the wood likewise if you're cutting if you're chopping a carrot it doesn't mean that the carrot is screaming okay but if you cut up an animal then yes he will suffer he will feel the pain likewise if you a human being again he will suffer the pain okay so other the person has some other where mirasi in his head let's say the person had a severe head injury he was in his hajj or doing his umrah and he fell and he hurt his head really bad and the doctors have to let's say stitch up the head or have to do some kind of procedure and that requires that the hair has to be shaved off you understand this is another situation a person is doing hajj he became extremely ill or his hair has to be cut his hair has to be trimmed now in that case can he do that he's at hajj he's at umrah can he do that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَفِدِيَةٌ Then some fidya. Then yes, our religion is very practical. If a person is at the verge of dying, he's bleeding, then you can't say, no, no, he's at hajj, so you can't cut the hair. No, you will cut the hair. You have to do that. But the person has to do something else for the violation that was done. And what is it that he has to do? فَفِدِيَةٌ Then he has to give a fidya. Fidya, fadaliya, ransom. What is that ransom? مِن صيام of fasting, or sadaqatin, or charity, or nusuk, or sacrifice. So he has three options of fidya. He can either fast, how many fasts? From hadith we learn, three days. Or sadaqa, or he can give sadaqa. How much sadaqa? That he has to feed six needy people. Or nusuk, or a sacrifice, a slaughter. Nusuk, noon, seen, kaf, manasik. Right? Arina manasikana. Nusuk is sacrifice. So that person has the option to choose from these three. He can either fast for three days, he can either feed six needy people, or he can slaughter an animal. And which animal? That has to be either a sheep or a goat. Meaning a smaller animal, not a big one. Not a camel or a cow, but rather a smaller one. So this is the second situation, which is that a person who's doing hajj, everything was fine. That he became extremely ill. He cannot continue the hajj anymore. Okay? Or the hair has to be trimmed. So what's going to happen? He should cut the hair. He will come out of ihram. He will cancel his hajj, his umrah. But he has to give the fidya in order to make up for what was done. The first case was, Uhsirtum, a person cannot continue for hajj at all. Okay, but this case, the second one is specific to illness. Okay, this is specific to illness and also such a situation in which the hair has to be cut. Okay, in which the hair has to be cut. So, in that situation, this is what a person will do. فَإِذَا أَمِنْتُمْ Normal circumstances. فَإِذَا So when أَمِنْتُمْ You all are secure. Hamza مِيمْ نُونَ Aman. Everything is fine, there's security, there's peace everywhere, there's nothing to prevent you, there's nothing to cause any trouble, you can easily go for hajj, you can complete it, you can complete your umrah. 
then فَمَنْ تَمَتَّعَ then whoever was تَمَتَّعَ بِالْعُمْرَةِ تَمَتَّعَ is from ميم تَاعِن مَتَاعَ benefit and تَمَتُّعَ is to gain benefit to take benefit okay to take advantage so whoever was taking advantage of doing what بِالْعُمْرَةِ of doing عُمْرَةِ إِلَى الْحَجْ to حَجْ meaning he was taking the advantage of performing Umrah with that Hajj as well. Inshallah, we'll tell you the details later in the next lesson. But just a little bit, there's three types of Hajj. Okay? It doesn't mean that the rituals will be different, but the requirements are different. Three types of Hajj. Does anyone know? Does anyone know what they are? Okay? One is Hajj Tamattur. Hajj tamattu' is performed by outsiders, meaning people who don't live in the area of Haram, but they live outside. And what they can do is that they can perform Umrah when they arrive, and they will come out of the state of Ihram. And then when the days of Hajj come, then they will put on the Ihram again, and they will perform the Hajj. So basically, one trip, one journey to Ihram, and two rituals. Okay? One trip. You travel from Canada once to Saudi, and you go for, let's say, 15 days. You get there, for example, three days before Hajj. So you get there with your Ihram, you do Umrah. After your Umrah, after one day, you're out of the state of Ihram. For two days, you're free, you're happy, you're praying in the Haram, everything's normal, you can get a haircut, you can cut your nails easily. But when the time for Hajj comes, then what will you do? You will put on the ihram again. So you took advantage of performing Umrah on one trip. You understand? So this is Hajj Tamattu'. Another type of Hajj is Hajj Qiran. Qiran is from Qarn, to join. And that is that a person joins Umrah and Hajj in one ihram. One ihram, but Umrah and Hajj. The third type is Hajj Ifrad. And what is that? Only Hajj. One Ihram, but only one Hajj. No Umrah. Okay? No Umrah. So these are the three types of Hajj. Over here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning, which one? Hajj Tamattu'. That whoever is taking advantage of performing Umrah until the time of Hajj, meaning until he enters the Ihram of Hajj, then, فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ Then, Fama then whatever istaysara it was easily available min al hadi of the sacrificial animal. What does this mean? This means that the one who is performing Hajj Tamattur, he has to also offer a sacrificial animal. This does not mean that the sacrificial animal is some kind of fidya. No. This is an obligation that is imposed on him. Because he is taking advantage of doing Umrah and Hajj. Right? So he has to be more grateful to Allah. And this is why he has to offer a sacrificial animal. Okay? So, فَمَسْ تَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي He has to offer a sacrificial animal. This is a requirement from him. Because he is performing this kind of Hajj. And what's the reason behind that? What's the reason that I told you? What's the reason? Why does he have to offer the animal and others don't? Because he has the opportunity to do more, to gain more. 
So when he's doing more, he has to be more grateful. So this teaches us a very important lesson in life. That whenever Allah gives us the ability to do extra that other people are not able to for whatever reason, then what does it mean? We have to be even more grateful. فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي But let's say a person made the intention of Hajj Tamattu' He does Umrah and he's doing Hajj But let's say when it comes time to buy an animal to slaughter it He cannot afford He cannot afford it He made the intention already But when it comes to actually slaughtering the animal He realizes he doesn't have that much money anymore Something happened Perhaps he lost his wallet It happens at Hajj, right? He lost his wallet And there's no way that he can get money from home Before the time of Hajj ends So what should he do then? Should he go on begging people, asking them for money? No. Allah says, فَمَنْ لَمْ يَجِدْ So whoever does not find, wow, jeem dal. Meaning whoever cannot afford. Then what should he do? فَصِيَامُ Then fasting, he has to fast. How many fasts? ثَلَاثَةِ أَيَّامِ Three days. أَيَّامِ Plural of يَوْمِ Then he has to fast for three days. فِي الْحَجْ In Hajj. Meaning in the months of Hajj. Okay? He has to make those fasts in that season of Hajj. Not that next year he thinks, okay, yeah, I'm supposed to make up those three fasts, so I'll make them up now. No. In that given time. Fil Hajj. He should fast three days during the days of Hajj, during the months of Hajj. And this can be done that he can fast three days before Hajj. Okay? If he knows that he won't have that much money. Or he can fast after the 13th. Okay? So he can fast three days either before Hajj or he can fast three days after Hajj. Because for the Hajjaj, they don't fast on the day of Arafah. Okay? They're not allowed to do that. Nor can he fast on the day of slaughter. Yawmun Nahr. So there are certain rules. So three fasts in the days of Hajj was sab'ah and seven fasts idha raja'tum when you return, meaning when you go back home. So in total how many fasts? In total how many? Ten. Three over there and seven on on going back home. Tilka that is asharatun ten kamilah complete. Meaning it has to be ten complete fasts. A person cannot fast only nine or eight or seven. No, it has to be ten. Thalika this rule is for who? Liman for the one who lam yakun, he is not, ahluhu, his family, hadiri, hadiri, hadiri is actually hadirina. Okay, hadirina. But the noon has been dropped because hadirina is being connected with al-masjid al-haram. And hadirin is the plural of hadir, from the root letters hadadra. What does hadara mean? It hadara ya'qub al-maut, hadara, to be present. Right? So Hadir is one who is present. And it means a resident of a place. Someone who lives in a particular place. He's a resident of a place. So this rule of what? Hajj tamattu' And if a person cannot find the sacrificial animal, then fasting. A total of ten fasts. This rule is for who? For the one whose family does not live, is not a resident of Al-Masjid Al-Haram. Meaning, Hajj Tamattu' will be performed by who? Those who don't live in the area of Haram. Those who don't live in Makkah. 
Those who live in Makkah, they will do other hajj. They will not do hajj tamattur. Hajj tamattur is for who? Those who live outside of Makkah. Because think about it. How can you make up seven fasts when you go back home? If your home is the haram, you can't do that. Right? وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ and fear Allah وَاعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْعِقَابِ And know that indeed Allah is severe in retribution. Iqab is from the root letters عَيْن قَافْبَى And Iqab is punishment. And it's from Aqib. Aqib is heel. So it follows. Meaning when a person does something wrong, the punishment follows. It doesn't leave him. It comes against him. So وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَاعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْعِقَابِ Why is this said over here? That these are the rules of hajj that you have to strictly observe. If you're not able to do one thing, then you have to make up from the other way that Allah has told you about. You cannot take these matters lightly. This is not something that is very small, very insignificant. No, this is something that's very major. Because we learned earlier that وَأَتِمُّ الْحَجَّ وَالْعُمْرَةِ For who? For who? Lillah. And when it's the right of Allah, then it has to be performed properly with the fear of Allah. And a person must never take this matter lightly because you are doing hajj for Allah. And if you don't do it properly, He knows. And if you fall short in your duty, then He will punish. Let's listen to the recitation. وَأَتِمُّ الْحَجَّ وَالْعُمْرَةَ لِلَّهِ فَإِنْ أُحْصِرْتُمْ فَمَا اسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي وَلَا تَحْلِقُوا رُؤُوسَكُمْ حَتَّى يَبْلُغَ الْهَدِيُ مَحِلَّهُ فَمَنْ كَانَ مِنْكُمْ مَرِيضًا أَوْ بِهِ أَذًا مِنْ رَأْسِهِ فَفِدِيَةٌ مِنْ صِيَامٍ أَوْ صَدَقَةٍ أَوْ نُسُكٍ فَإِذَا أَمِنْتُمْ فَمَنْ تَمَتَّعَ بِالْعُمْرَةِ إِلَى الْحَجِّ فَمَا اسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي فَمَنْ لَمْ يَجِدْ فَصِيَامُ ثَلَاثَةِ أَيَّامٍ فِي الْحَجِّ وَسَبَعَةٍ إِذَا رَجَعْتُمْ تِلْكَ عَشَرَةٌ كَامِلَةٌ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ لَمْ يَكُنْ أَهْلُهُ حَاضِرِ الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَاعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْعِقَابِ It's a very long ayah, but you can see that there are many things that are mentioned in it. I'll quickly read through it. So all that we studied can come together, can be consolidated in your minds. Because it's a little technical, so it's important that we understand this properly. So if you just look at the Arabic, I'm only going to read the Arabic. Okay, I'm not going to go into the translation. وَأَتِمُّ الْحَجَّ وَالْعُمْرَةَ لِلَّهِ Complete the Hajj and Umrah for who? For Allah. But if a person is not able to, فَإِنْ أُحْصِرْتُمْ Then what should he do? فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي Offer sacrifice, whatever is available. But فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي وَلَا تَحْلِقُ رُؤُوسَكُمْ حَتَّى يَبْلُغَ الْهَدِيُ مَحِلَّةِ Another thing that you have to do is shave your head, trim your hair. But you cannot do that until the animal is actually slaughtered. Another scenario. A person is sick. And because of that sickness, the hair has to be cut. Or he cannot continue 
فَمَنْ كَانَ مِنْكُمْ مَرِيضًا أَوْ بِهِ أَذًا مِنْ رَأْسِهِ Then what should he do? فَفِدْيَةٌ مِنْ صِيَامٍ أَوْ صَدَقَةٍ أَوْ نُسُكٍ He should come out of the state of ihram. He is going to discontinue his hajj. And then he has the choice. He can choose from one of these three options. What are they? صِيَام أَوْ صَدَقَةٍ أَوْ نُسُكٍ Another situation. فَإِذَا أَمِنْتُمْ Normal circumstances. There is no problems. Nothing is preventing a person from continuing his hajj. But he is doing Hajj tamattu. فَمَنْ تَمَتَّعَ بِالْعُمْرَةِ إِلَى الْحَجِّ Then it is his obligation that he has to فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي He has to offer a sacrificial animal. But if he cannot afford فَمَنْ لَمْ يَجِدْ Then فَصِيَامُ ثَلَاثَةِ أَيَّامٍ Then he has to fast three days فِي الْحَجِّ In the days of Hajj وَسَبْعَ And seven fasts إِذَا رَجَعْتُمْ On going back home. But this rule is for who? Is for who? تِلْكَ عَشْرَةٌ كَامِلَةٌ Ten fast, but this rule is for who? ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ لَمْ يَكُنْ أَهْلُ حَاضُرِ الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ This is for the one who is not a resident of the haram, but rather he lives outside. And Allah warns us, وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهُ وَاعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْعِقَابِ Fear Allah and know that Allah is severe in retribution. In other words, take the matters of hajj very, very seriously. Is anybody going for hajj this year? Does anyone know? Inshallah. Does anyone know of anyone who's going for hajj? Right? So, before going for hajj, a person must educate himself about what he is going into. Because many times it happens that people are there and they're just asking each other, so what are we supposed to do next? What are we supposed to do next? And they're just trying to figure out what they're supposed to do. They lose the spirit of hajj completely. They cannot focus on ibadah. So all of these rules, Allah has told us why. So that we can focus on ibadah. Okay. Inshallah we'll conclude over here. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.